0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't the road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up ba ba At participating McDonald's.
1: Hey, what up, this is big ghetto? I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. If we locked in, ain't no switching up. Brody came home, went to pick him up. Mom wish you get as I'm riding with a... P-
0: all right, so we off the porch with Peasy uh, for a very special edition, man. So Peasy, just go ahead and um, you know tell the folks where we at exactly, man.
1: Well, we on Cedar Grove uh, off one of the porches I jumped off of. Hmm. Like I wanted to bring y'all to actually
0: the porch. You feel what I'm saying? Nah, I feel that. So yeah. And this is on the east side of Detroit, right? Yeah, 48205. Okay. Yeah. So, this actual house, is this the house you grew up in? or yeah, Okay. This the actual house me and my mama grew up in
1: right here. Okay. So it's a couple of them, but this like the main one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it was just you and your mom in
0: this house, or who else was in there? Everybody.
1: This nigga right here in this truck, this burgundy truck right here was there with us. All these niggas you see, this old nigga right here. <laughs> my other oldest brother out here somewhere. Yeah. A
0: bunch of everybody, really, for real. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, going back to your childhood, man, like what was it like growing up here on Cedar Grove then, man, like what, what were some of the things that you were seeing at a young age? Uh, it was family oriented,
1: but it was like a lot of shit, like hustling going on, regular shit, but just my whole family lived on this one street. So it was like regular, you know what I mean? So, uh, but just the same shit that go on in everybody uh, neighborhood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Regular
0: shit. So who else in your family, like what other houses uh, down here that you guys have, like your uncle was staying here? Who else was?
1: She had dinner, area house on the block, except for like, I mean, a lot of them got tore down and shit, but hmm. damn there, area house on the block, damn, yeah. Really? Yeah, my grandma
0: owned a lot of these houses on this street too. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, coming back today, how does Cedar Grove compare to when you were growing up then? Is it, how much different. has it changed? It changed
1: a lot because, all right, when I was growing up, we had a lot of houses over here, you know what I'm saying? And then a lot of people in jail and shit too, but for the most part, the neighborhood ain't the same because
0: it's like vacant now. Hmm. When I was growing up, all this shit looked nice and shit. Really? Mm -hmm. When did things start to like, you know, go down like that way? It was becoming more and more vacant here.
1: I don't don't know. I'd probably say like around like 2005 or six,
0: something like that up in there. So it's been a while then, huh? Yeah. 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 Is there any chance of you like buying back the block and kind of building it back up? Is that even like a goal for you? I bought this
1: house right here for my mama and then I bought another one down the street. And mm-hmm. then, like I said, my grandma owned a few of these houses over here and shit too. Oh, really? So Yeah. Okay. We damn near own this shit anyway. Hmm. But I had bought my mama two of them though, just so she can have them first So
0: Okay, that's dope, bro. <laughs> so is that like important to you to kind of like rebuild the community,
1: rebuild the neighborhood? I yeah, wouldn't say rebuild the community. i just say like, just had some property on the block I grew up on. So a nigga ain't just saying, just repping it for nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah, understood. Because we grew up over here, so we got to have something for us. Nah, definitely,
0: man. So
1: when would you say you did jump off the poor childhood, way, PZ? I can't say age, bro. I've been out here a long time. Hmm. I'm 33. I've been over here my whole life, so I don't really... I don't know. I don't know. You probably had to ask one of, these, one of these guys. I don't know. Okay. I was young, probably about... I don't know, man. 11, 10? I don't know. I've been, seeing, I've been seeing a lot of shit for a long time, so... Actually doing shit myself though, uh, probably like 13, 14, just, just fucking around, just, you know what I'm saying? Just, I don't know, probably like around 14.
0: Okay. Yeah. So did you end up finishing school or did you drop out?
1: I dropped out of school in the 11th grade. I was staying on the west side, then I came back over here. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: How, so for people that have never been to Detroit, like the west side, east side, how do they compare? Is it different? Is for it me, different? me it's different. How so? Because my, my two sides of the family are different. So my daddy's side of the family working people and my mom's side of the family like street people. Okay, mm-hmm. so your dad's from the west side then? Yeah. Okay, so what was it like when you moved over there to the west side for a little bit then?
1: Uh, It was way different from growing up over here because it was like, well none of this shit that you see over here going on over there. Hmm. So it was like, you go from being spoiled to you know catching the bus to school and shit. So my grandma was like raising like 10 of us. Oh wow. So you can imagine how that was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So were you eager to come back to the east side then to Cedar Grove or? I wasn't eager because I was there, there like catching the bus back and forth mm-hmm. the whole time I was staying over there. So when I dropped out I just came back officially. Okay.
0: So were you working like a regular job then or were you just in the streets at the time?
1: No I ain't had no job and I wasn't really in the street like really doing nothing at the time because I had just got out of school. So when I moved back over here I just settled in for a minute then started fucking around okay okay
0: now when it comes to the music how'd you get into making music then
1: like 2006 i told this story a few times with me and my best friend soda okay i had uh one day i was walking down the street his big brother came to get me and he was going to get him from school so when we got there he was going to the studio took me with him hmm. and that was the first day
0: i made a song and i ain't never stopped rapping since then did you have any intentions of being a rapper before that day? Did you even like, were you freestyling like here on the on the porch or anything? Or It's funny because when
1: I was in school, like right before I dropped out, I had got suspended and I wrote a song about it. And I ain't know I can write, you know what I'm saying? But I wrote a song about the whole event. So that's kind of like how I knew I could rap a little bit. Okay. But when he took me to the studio that day and I made the song, I knew it was on. I ain't never stopped rapping after that. So you fell in love with it right away then? I was already in love with music because I used to listen to battle rapping shit a lot. You know what I mean? Like Smack and uh, the URL shit. Well, URL went out back then, but Smack. Okay. So I was already in love with music. Then, you know, I grew up on Jay-Z and all that type shit. So I grew up in like, you know, the Def Jam and the the Rockefeller and all that shit era. So I was young listening to music. Okay. Uh, The battle rap, is that culture like still really big here in Detroit? I mean, you got Calico and a few big guys here, but it was like never really big here in the city though. Really. You know what I'm saying? But the culture, we affected by the culture, though, because this guy's here would do it. Yeah. But it ain't like Detroit not like a battle rap, uh okay. ain't like a battle rap state. It's hard as so, fuck out here too. Can we really outside. We really
0: outside. You see the bugs and everything. <laughs> so going back to your, your boy Soda, man, like just kind of talk about like you guys' friendship and what type of person he was.
1: Soda was funny. He was young. He was funny. He grew up down the street with me his whole life. Uh, he ain't had no kids. Had a bunch of girls, you know, just flashy, young. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all just wanted a little money and uh, grew up fast a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? But he was funny. He was young, cool, good, cool guy. Just like to dress, wear
0: loud colors. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah, I think that. So team Eastside, um, go ahead and break that down. Like who was all in team Eastside? How'd you guys form up to be an actual group back then?
1: Uh, Team East Side. Okay, so me and Snoop grew up down the street from each other. I knew little Perry down there basically my whole life. He went to school with Dame. Dame made the beats and shit. So basically, Perry brought Dame around. Snoop came with me, and you know we grew up with Ray. Then my man Lou used to be around the corner on uh, hmm. right here on choaster the at the corner. So we all pretty much grew up together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I say, Dame was making the beats, but before Team East Side, we was rapping together. Okay. and then this is one day like dame came with this beat and it kind of sounded like some west side like you know the doughboys was rapping before us so he came with this beat and it sounded like they beat and i ain't want to rap on it so ray and, and reek ended up getting on it and dame and when they put the shit out it blew up on twitter oh shit and everybody was like team east side like team east side pound team east side and shit, so we just ran with the name because they basically gave it to us okay so that was just something that they had kind of
0: coined for yeah you we ain't say. come
1: up with no name they gave it to us because it was like Twitter was like going crazy with the Pound Team Eastside because we was offering the Eastside and we ain't had no name. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And the name of the song was called Eastside with the Real Money At. Okay. So they just basically gave us the name
0: and we ran with it. Yeah. Did you guys know anything about like the music business at that time or were you guys just recording songs Just No, we were just there?
1: recording down the street in my auntie basement down there. We didn't really know much about the shit. We was just having fun with it at first. You know yeah. what I'm saying? but we knew we was on to some shit because the whole city was fucking with us. Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was talking to your uncle uh, before, and he was talking about like the basement over there. Like, what yeah. were those studio <laughs> sessions like back then?
1: My auntie used to really like, well, she, was fu- she wasn't she fucking with it at first, but you know, she was fucking with it though. My auntie just used to let us go down there and do our thing and stay out the way, stay safe. Yeah. That's what we did a bunch of our shit at down the street. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: What type of impact would you say Team Eastside had on Detroit and specifically the East Side of Detroit?
1: Team Eastside side then they're responsible for like I don't I don't wanna say it in a uh like I'm bragging, but uh like the opioid shit, like we kinda like brung it to the forefront with the lean and the pills and cause when nobody else rapping about it and then that's like how we was getting money, you know what I'm saying? So when we started rapping about it, it was just like everybody was doing it and nobody was talking about it. So that's what kind of made us big. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was reality rap. Like everybody was doing it at the same time, especially Eastside niggas. A lot of Eastside niggas was getting money out of town. So when we came out when we came out making music, that's basically like what our shit was about, like out of town hustling. So yeah. everybody was doing it and it
0: just blew up. Well you In got- the strip clubs too, like had a lot to do with a 007. Okay, yeah. Now were you guys getting booked out of town? Or were you mostly just had a buzz here in Detroit?
1: I say we weren't probably going nowhere but Milwaukee. We was getting booked like Milwaukee or Ohio, Flint, but nowhere like nah, no, not not nowhere out of town like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it seemed
0: like it took a while for the rest of like the country to catch on to that Detroit sound. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Whereas now
1: uh, it's like everyone's fucking. Our over. first out of town show was in Milwaukee. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think we went nowhere. Like farther than Milwaukee when we first started rapping.
0: Yeah. Besides Ohio, but the farthest we went was uh, uh Milwaukee for sure. Okay. Yeah. So when would you say you like finally locked in with this music shit and said, all right, you know, this is what I want to really want to do. You know, I'm really gonna take this shit serious. I think after my first solo CD. What
1: you was after that? After Mother Music One, probably like 2013. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. That's when I really locked in and focused in on like my solo career, just taking rap serious, period. Cause at first, like with the group shit, we was all just having fun. So when I like did my solo, they kicked me out there to like, kind of like just, you know what I mean? Lock all the way in.
0: Yeah. When did, I don't think team Eastside broke up, right? Like you guys kind of just went your own separate ways. Like just kind of went solo or I don't say broke up. It's like after
1: I did the solo project, then everybody like tried to, I mean, not try everybody did a solo project and it, it worked for everybody individually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once everybody got it taken off, it, we didn't really have time to like, kind of come back collectively and just, you know, we are brothers though. Yeah. It's, it's family though, it ain't no group shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as the group though, like it kind of slowed down, but as far as our, we still family though. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? What's it like being able to see Ray and Vazzo like really it's take crazy. off these last couple GT, of years? GT, Ray, all of them. And GT, yeah, too. Yeah.
1: it's all of them. Yeah. It's a, it's a good feeling. Cause I know where we came from. Like I said, we wrapped in the basement and, First show was for five hundred. We all got a hundred dollars a piece. You know what I'm saying, shit like that. So, just to see my niggas doing their shit, you already know how I feel. At what point did you start <clears throat> Boys Entertainment then? Oh, I think 2015. Okay. I think 2015. I got the L.L.C. Maybe 2016. Up in there, I can't say the exact year. I don't remember. Yeah.
0: And you were the only artist on there for a while, right? Yeah, I was the only artist to real. Okay. So how did you connect with Rio? Uh,
1: my man KD, I had a song with him, and he was coming down here on some whole other shit we used to link with, and I was fucking with him. He let me hear a song that he was on with Rio, and I liked it. You know what I mean? And I was like, who is the guy that keeps saying all the crazy shit? You know, he like that's Louis Ray brother. You know, so I already knew Louis Ray way okay. before that. I've been to Louis, so I reached out to him, and I'm just like, yo, you know, I didn't know you had a brother. Bring him down, you know. So when they finally came down, they came down a whole Flint, right like 20, 30 of their ass, and we have been locked in there since. Me and Ree never left sides though, that like, since that day. But basically, I just like reached out, told him to bring him down. He ain't had no Instagram or nothing. Really? So it was like kind of hard to get in touch with him. You know what I mean? So you and Rio, it was like, that friendship chemistry clicked right away? Yeah, but when I asked him, it was like, it didn't happen right away. It took a couple <laughs> months for him to come down. So when I finally seen him, then we locked in, like we all went out that night, went to the studio and shit. Me, him and Louie got songs and videos from back then, Oh
0: shit! and we locked in basically from that day, me and Ree did, yeah. because I already knew him. Okay. So at what point did you decide, like I know you was helping Rio out for a while before you even signed him,
1: right? I mean, I, I wouldn't say like helping him, Like i just say like taking him to the studio, just kind of like guiding him, you know what I'm saying, like showing him what I was doing. Cause I had picked him up one day and I brought him over here and shit and I just had made a bunch of money in one day and I was telling him like, you could do the same shit. It was like rap money. You know what I'm saying? I picked a show deposit up, then some shit, the account, and I was just showing him. Cause he never had like no Instagram or nothing. And I was like, bro, you could do the same shit. Yeah. And that's basically what it was, just showing him, taking him to the studio, bringing him around, Ray and all of them. Like if, I mean, I guess if that's helping, but I ain't really like get in the studio and like do none of the physical
0: work. Yeah. So did he step to you, it was like, you should sign me? Or did you present the idea to him? How did that work? I think back? it was like kind of natural because hmm. we was running together for then, there, no
1: there, nobody really know, probably like a year without even on camera, like we was just hanging together there every day, me, him and my man Chris, that's like the, we was running together every day. Huh. So without being on camera. So it was like kind of natural when it was time to do the paperwork. Yeah. Plus like, he was, he. I mean, I don't know how to say it. I'm kind of like stuttering and shit. I need him to hold me down while I went to prison anyway. And he knew he had to step up to the plate. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was the perfect timing for him anyway. So he took off. Anyone wasn't nothing I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I always say that though, because people be saying, like, he put Rio on, or niggas will ask me, like, can you do what you did for, for me? And I be like, I ain't do nothing. You hmm. know what I'm saying? I just then discovered them. But the talent was just there, the music was there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So nothing he did while you were locked up surprised you like you saw that shit coming. Up.
1: No, because I, I seen it before him I already seen the potential. And that's why I told Louis Ray, like, bring him to me because I already knew. I knew if I liked it, everybody else would like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I went to jail, it was just like he just did what I already knew he was going to do. Yeah. That he's still doing right now. For sure. How's he
0: holding up right now? He's super. He good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. And kind of just speak on your relationship with Louie and Jay that you brought up yeah, here with you today, man. Yeah, these
1: man. my niggas. These my guys, man. Nah, these the guys, these, you know, they ain't ghetto boys, but we are ghetto boys though. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So basically we all ghetto boys. Are all the same thing. We all come yeah, from under shit. the same family tree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this man. Rio brother, so it's my brother. This Louie brother, so it's my brother. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Mike,
0: RMC Mike. Same. You feel me? Yeah, it seems like that Detroit Flint. Beacher can't leave out Beacher man, like like that whole fucking dynamic. Like y'all really be fucking with each other on some organic shit. Cause like, we already knew each other,
1: so I already knew him for years. So it's not fake. So you bring him around, it's like all right, it's natural. We all link up. Like if you bring one of your guys around, mm-hmm. I already knew
0: him. Real set. So when you catch this case, Rio, um, you know, I read some of the indictment, like they was hitting you with the fucking music videos is what, what they were charging you with. Yeah. What was your reaction when they told you that's what you were getting indicted on? Well,
1: they ain't charged me with music videos, but I like, you know what I'm saying?
0: But to just even see that <clears throat> in the indictment, like this is what they're watching to try and plug you into. Uh,
1: it was crazy. Actually, I was in jail for some whole other shit. I didn't even know I was in, in trouble for the big shit hmm. till I walked out, you know what I mean? And the girl who came and picked me up told me like, you know, you all over the news with these guys from your neighborhood. And I already knew when she said it, like I'm like, damn, they probably, you know what I'm saying, probably indicted us and shit. (laughs) So I had kind of already knew, but it fucked me up when I got home and seen it though. That's when it really hit me. Like when I got home, I just got in the tub, took the Xanax and just went to sleep till the next morning. I had to
0: deal with this shit when I woke up. Yeah. Do you think that's fair for these courts to be able to use like lyrics and music videos against a rapper like that no because it's
1: like this damn near all we got you know what i'm saying if we can't rap then how the f- what the fuck we supposed to do a mm-hmm. lot of niggas can't We don't play basketball or you know what i'm saying they taking away our art. you know what i'm saying they did it to me first so that's why i'll be feeling the way about it mm-hmm. it'd be damn there like we need the damn near, like stop rapping for a couple months like mm-hmm. companies can't make no money or nothing because it's fucked up Man, you, you take away niggas that's feeding hundreds of people and they doing it all the time. So it's like thousands of
0: people like, what about the kids and shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah, because like you said, it's art. It's also entertainment. So it's like, where do you draw the line, you know, for where you could just say, man, this shit's just entertainment like and for them to try and use this shit against you. I just you be
1: cool. mad, because they don't lock nobody else up, like rock and roll artists who exactly. can say, I shot the sheriff that's, and all that shit. Yeah, them
0: country singers be they talking don't about- do that to them. Shooting their wife and some but, crazy yeah, shit they like that. Say
1: we did some shit, they gonna, they gonna try to attach it to something that's going on in your neighborhood, if you, if you popular, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's what I just, I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to just not even speak on this shit, because I already went through it. Yeah. It's a touchy situation, and Absolutely. it's real.
0: yeah.
1: So are you like more cautious now about what you rap Hell about yeah. then? Not, not what I rap about. Cause I ain't doing shit no more. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like who I be around now on camera. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's really, the, the internet is, is, is a major thing and why a lot of people are going to jail. So I just try to like limit the shit that they see or uh, that I let people see.
0: Yeah.
1: Not saying I'm doing nothing illegal off camera or nothing like that. but. You know, I just try to keep shit under the hat, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't even know what they see, and that's for anybody. Uh-huh. So
0: I just try to like whatever I let them see is what they see. Yeah. No, I understood. Like, do you feel like a rapper should be two feet into the music then? Like, if they have one foot in the streets, they shouldn't be rapping then? I feel like you should be both of them, whatever you're doing, whether
1: it's street or rap. If you're going to be street, then you need to be all the way in. Then if you're going to rap, you need to be all the way in. You can't be successful like you know what I mean? So I chose, when I caught my case, I chose to take rap of 100% serious. So that's when I that's when I blew up, like, when I just, like, said, fuck it. I ain't had no money, I ain't had shit. I just, like, I'm finna just try it. You know what I mean? Let me just try it. And that's when it worked for me, when it wasn't about the money. Okay,
0: yeah. Now, that shit definitely worked out for you, but. Yeah. So, like, how would you describe those 18 months while you were away? Like, in were prison? you just, like, another person in there? Did they give you special treatment because of who you were, or? I mean, it's like when you first get there, it's like,
1: that's peasy, that's peasy. Then when you in there, it's just like, oh, that's peasy. You know what I'm saying? You ain't nobody in jail. You ain't nobody in prison. All that celebrity shit just fuck two, three days and that shit go out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's like, I ain't had no. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. No time for real. So when you in there with these guys, they doing this time. You ain't in there acting like you just in that motherfucker. Just you know what I mean? I ain't even that type of nigga anyway. So my my little 18 months was laid back out the way. Cool. I stayed on the phone a lot, smoked weed. You know, I did my time like that. Were you rapping or writing or was
0: your mind just elsewhere?
1: I wasn't writing until I got in trouble for the phone. When for I real? went in the hole, I had to stay in that bitch for 90 days. So that's oh, when shit. I started writing. You ain't got
0: nothing else to do ain't got nothing else to do.
1: Yeah. Um, so I wrote my old first album, Free Rio, in the hole. For real? Well, like, probably like seven, eight of the songs. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Was it easy for it to find beats to it then? Yeah. Because I hear a lot like, of people say that. When I came home,
1: they was flooding me with beats. <laughs> so I was just putting all that shit on anything. I was just rapping on shit. Yeah. If it, I was putting it on there because I had so many beats when I came on and I had a lot of music, so I was just putting that shit on them. Okay. How did your situation with Empire and Ghazi come back? How did it come about? Yeah. Uh, through my nigga Filthy Rich, okay. right after I caught my Fed case, which was right on time. It was like a blessing from God because I was on my way to jail you know, I, I, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And he was just on the phone with Ghazi and he was, I think I was on the other phone. We might've been on, he might've been on another phone and I was on another phone. <laughs> And he, I'm like, who are you talking to? He like, Ghazi. And I just yelled. I'm like, man, tell him to give me a deal or something. I'm fucked up. You know, I just got out of jail. And he like, all right. And Gazi was like, all right. And it was just like, all right. Like that, I swear it happened that easy. It was just like that. Nothing. Like the story was just like, all right. I told Filthy to tell Ghazi to give me a deal. And he was just like, all right. So he sent me a contract for a distribution deal. You know, and I went out there. I flew out there with him, sat on
0: And we put a play together. You know, the rest was, uh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of speak about that, you know, building that relationship because he came and, you know, picked you up from prison, too. Yeah, you don't hear he a lot fuck, of no, CEOs. Gazi fucked
1: with, fuck with me. And before I went to prison, he came and sat on his same porch with me hmm. and, and was kicking it with me. You know what I'm saying? Gazi played a major role in, in my career and a lot of other niggas' career from the city, too. We
0: Absolutely. can't take that from him. Yeah. And I know with Empire, it's like it's more of a partnership than you being signed. You know, what I I'm like
1: saying? Empire because you can get them on the phone like versus the other i ain't gonna say like because i don't i've never been to other companies but i heard that it's like kind of hard to get into it with the ceos and shit. you know what i'm saying but i could call guys personally i could pull up on it we can go out to eat like whatever the issue is we can get fixed with a conversation yeah. if it's an issue you know what i'm saying that's what i like about it and plus i'm a they let me be me over there they let me do my own thing like i'm really like independent over there so they they fuck with me that's why I like that's why I like them then they they let me drop music whenever I feel like it you know what I'm saying so that's why I like it me though I can't tell no I don't know because you know niggas be saying they want to be in it. they
0: want to sign I don't know but I'm telling you why I fuck with Empire understood (laughs) Now it seemed like an all love situation over there man for sure (laughs) so you come home you focus on music right away you take some time off or what, what do you do I mean, you
1: know, naturally I had to come home and rap because, you know, my people, that's what I do. So, but I came home and got in this shit like everybody else did, just, you know, getting high and just doing the shit I miss doing shopping, fucking off, getting high and just, you know, regular <laughs> shit. Then right. I got serious. Okay. I got serious after I had my fun, made some money
0: and fucked it off. Then I got locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like the music industry and the streets compare at all or is it completely different? It shouldn't compare. It ain't supposed to
1: because this shit entertainment. And that's where a lot of us fucking up at. We bringing the street to the shit when we supposed to be doing the total opposite. Hmm. It ain't supposed to compare, you know what I mean? But we making it compare, and that's where we fucking up at. Yeah. Once we can separate the two, it'll be all right.
0: So was it like an easy transition for you, you know, coming into music full time, or? Uh, No, nah, because I had to get in trouble first.
1: Hmm. I ain't do it till after I caught the case. You know what I mean? So it wasn't an easy transition, cause I ain't been doing, I haven't been rapping my whole life. I've been outside my whole life. So it was like, it wasn't easy. You know yeah. what I mean? It didn't happen till like probably like six, seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. Do you kind of wish you would've took music serious before then? Or does everything uh, happen for a reason? Uh, I'm happy. How, I'm happy to, with the process. I'm happy with the process. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. I'm happy with how it went.
0: I feel like I don't wish I would've took music serious and no, I'm like, I'm happy with the process. Yeah. So, you know, you come home, Rio's got to go in soon. How much did you guys sit down and record a lot of music during those few months? Hell yeah. I was really with him every day before. That's what I was doing for real
1: mm-hmm. when I came home, fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? Just, and, and, and Louis and these niggas was going crazy and I was with them. Just catching back up on the sauce and just seeing what was going on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, when I came home, I wasn't even rapping like me. I was just, you know what I'm saying, getting in the loop. Everybody in the world sounded like the guy. So I'm just <laughs> getting in there, you know, Rio flow and just, I, wasn't, I had to get back in the loop. I was with Rio every day. Yeah. So when I came home, I was with Ree, his process, and then we did that. So that's, that's what took me so long to lock back in.
0: Because
1: hmm. when I came home, I had locked right back in with bro because I was like, damn, I hope I catch him before I, before he go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, when I do get out, if I do catch him, I'm going to spend all the time I can with him before he leaves. So you sitting on a lot of music with you and Rio right now? I got probably about seven, eight songs, because we ain't do a lot of music. OK. We never did. You know what I'm saying? We always just fuck around, hang out, shop, get high, talk, ride, chill. Mm-hmm. He do a lot of music. I do a lot of music, but we don't do a lot of music together. And because I don't like to do music with Rick because he be fucking niggas up too bad. Because <laughs> I don't really like to rap that long. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I can't rap, like, and say that much sweet shit. So we, and I tell him that, like, I ain't doing it. I don't do songs with him and Mike like that hmm. for that reason.
0: Yeah. It be going in, man. Yeah. No,
1: they just be fucking niggas up on the like the unorthodox flow. Like you don't, you know. I'm, I like, the, I'm. It's there. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. It's like two different genres of music. Yeah, we collab when we collab, but other than that, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got your own different styles. But we I got think... music together, but just not a lot. Okay. Because yeah. we don't rap together a lot.
0: We just fuck with each other. You know what I mean? That's yeah, way we deeper just than rappers. rap. Yeah, I feel that. So what's your thoughts on like the whole Detroit music scene blowing up these last few years? You guys finally getting your right respect. It's the time right now. It's on fire right now. It's like everybody
1: here, we've been hot a long time. We've been blackballed for a long time. A lot of motherfuckers been uh we, we live in a lot of other people's dreams too. We're responsible for a lot of people right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm happy with how this shit going.
0: It's the, the best time right now. Yeah. What type of impact or influence would you say Detroit's had on the culture and on the rap scene then? Shit, sure, you can hear the music, you can see what's
1: going on from the Cartier glasses to you know what I'm saying. Just even the, the lingo, just we had a lot to do with the with, with the culture. We had a lot to do with the culture, and not like we saying it in a a, a bragging way because you know I, I think everybody take parts of different and run with their flow. But right now, Detroit is the sign. I think Detroit
0: Memphis got the sign right now. Oh, yeah. It's hard to argue with either of them, yeah. for sure. Um, what was your reaction when you heard Future shout you out on the album? That shit was
1: crazy because I was asleep. You know, <laughs> like when you sleep and you wake up to a bunch of missed calls, you think some crazy shit happened.
0: Yeah, you think the worst, probably. Yeah,
1: so then, I, you know, I was in the bed, too, so I, I couldn't pick up the phone. It's just, you know, my girl wasn't going. So when I woke up and I seen that shit, I'm like, man, what the fuck happened last night before I had picked up the phone? I went straight on Instagram, and it was like, future, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck? So I went on there, and I listened to the song, and I was like, that's crazy. But that's my nigga, though. I already knew Pluto before that, though. But he fucked me up with that, because it caught me left
0: field. I ain't expect it. Hmm. Yeah, that turned me up a notch, too. Oh, absolutely. And the D- Dirk, sh- you know, shouting out Free Rio yeah. on the song, too, man. It's like, you know, you guys getting support from, like, some of the biggest rappers in the game. I'm sure that's motivating as well. Yeah, we've
1: been down a long time. You know what I mean? So it feels good to be finally getting the recognition we're
0: supposed to be getting. Real set, man. All right, so the new album on the way, man. Um, only Built for Diamond Links. Yeah. Explain the title first off, man.
1: Only Built for Diamond Links. When you think about diamonds and where they come from, you think of like pressure. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really know too many niggas that been through most shit than me that's still here, like, So when I think, when I thought of the name, it was only right, like I only like wear diamond chains. Cause my mama told me like, you only supposed to wear shit you can see. Like if you're gonna wear diamonds, you gotta make sure you can see them. So when they see me, it's like, you gotta know the shit I've been through. You know what I mean? So it's like, only built for diamond links is basically saying only the strong survive. You know what I mean? And if you look around here, to make it from around here, you gotta be a pit. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why the album called, cause and it's my biggest tape too. Why do you say that? We,
0: we, I saw you I, I mentioned got, I, that Because I can
1: feel it, I know. i I studied it, I studied it. I it's hard to explain. Hmm. That's something I had to explain to you off camera, but you going not see.
0: How long have you been actually working on this project then?
1: Or do you kind of just record and just you know put the songs together afterwards? I was recording songs and just holding shit. Just, But uh, it's like a feeling when you know it's time to drop an album. You never know when the right time is. It's like it all just got to come together. You know what I'm saying? Of course I was dropping songs and putting shit out, but it wasn't album time. Hmm. And the type of music I wasn't making, wasn't making me feel like it was album ready. So when I started getting the right beats and I got in my bag and I'm like, okay, this shit sounds like I'm going to album. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I started locking in doing 10 songs a day, 12 songs a day. Oh shit. That's when I knew it was time to drop a tape. You know what I mean? So, so
0: how many songs did you have to, sh- you know, go through to find out? The- I think there's 21. 20- when something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
1: This is ludicrous.
0: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic.
1: Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm.
0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. One on there, right?
1: Yeah, it's 21. Okay. Yeah, it's 21. And we had I think we still probably got like 20, 20, 30 more songs or something
0: sitting around. Okay. We record every day. We're well, not every day. We record a lot. Yeah. So 2 million up. Yeah. Like, what were you going through that day when you recorded that song?
1: I don't know how the fuck I made. It. I know. I remember the beat. How I got the beat. I heard, I think I had the fucking producer send me an email. It was his song. He sent me an email rapping on the beat. He was already rapping on yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, he got he to gotta give me this beat, bro. He got to give me this beat, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I just hit him up, and I'm like, bro, I'll give you a verse for the beat. You feel what I'm saying? He like, <laughs> bet. You feel me? So It's a good trade. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you know, let me just bat this bitch from you. You know what I'm saying? So I just ended up buying it. And then I don't know how I made the, uh, I know how the song came about, but I don't remember exactly what made me go in there and just get the saying, uh, I don't know exactly what the fuck, but I know what motivated it though. Did you know it was a hit when you get done? Did I know it was a hit? I didn't know it was a hit. I knew Builder Bear was, but I ain't know this one was. Really? I didn't know this one was. I knew they fucked with it because I played a sample and everybody kept asking about it. Yeah. But I ain't know it was going to. Uh, it's a pretty uh, I popular know that shit sample was too. Do like, a fucking million views in some
0: odd days like that. Yeah, you over 2 million now, and what yeah, less than That bitch almost at
1: 3 million in like 13 days. I ain't know that shit was gonna do that. That yeah. fucked me up. And that bitch like number one on, on all genres on Apple Music.
0: Apple
1: Music. Yep. Yep. I ain't had no clue that shit was gonna go that crazy.
0: People saying, where the audio though?
1: But I think that's the reason why it's going that crazy. Because the audio's too,
0: not there. They gotta watch the video yeah, to see it. <laughs>
1: but I'm happy I did it like that though, because it, I couldn't I, I couldn't put it out on DSPs cause I couldn't um clear the sample in time. I had been sitting on that shit for so long, bro. I got I did that shit last year. Oh shit. So it was like, let me put something out because my album was supposed to come out July fifteenth. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I gotta just put something out so they don't be on my ass, you know what I mean? So I threw that out there. And I don't know what the fuck is that shit just took off like wildfire.
0: Yeah. Um how do you feel about the sample being cleared? Are you 50, they, 50 finna get on it? Or? We're finna get it cleared, okay.
1: though. It's finna be out in a minute. OK. Yeah, I just had a meeting about that. We finna have that shit cleared. It's about to come out on okay. DSP. Yeah,
0: it's like you can't drop the album without, out, no, without that being on No, it's probably going to be on, on the album, but it's going to really? be out, though.
1: You'll be, they'll be able to go get it and download it and listen to it. OK. Mm-hmm. And what about the song, Nipsey Blue? Nipsey Blue? Nipsey Blue. What, what, what about it? What about it? Like, What was the
0: inspiration when you recorded the album?
1: I think the beat, the the beat just down there told me what to say. Hmm. The beat just was just so smooth. You just want, you know what I mean? Trying some shit, just a, a new flow, some swagger, just you know what I mean? Just slowing it down, waving it out, you know what I mean? Just it was just the beat, really. Yeah. Too sad, too sad, and I think he collabed with somebody else. They made it. Okay. Yeah. I see Big Sean on the album, right? No, me and Sean did. Me and Big Sean did a song, but it ain't on the. Uh, okay. Actually, that was on some other shit me and Hit Boy was working on.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. So how did so that come about, just you and Hitboy working? How did that come about, just you and Hit Boy working and no, Sean jumped I think, on uh,
1: it? Big Sean, I think Big Sean put him up on me. Hmm. I think Big Sean put Hit Boy up on me. And then they, I was in LA, they called me to the studio and Big Sean was there and he was rapping on the beat. And he was just like, um, get on this. And when I got on he was like, this is yours, you can have it, you know that's what I'm it. saying? He was like, I, work, I did this song for you. And I was like, good looking bro, I appreciate that. Then me and Hit-Boy did another one. Okay. But that was probably like last year too. Really? Or at the beginning of this year, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's the next video you plan to drop off the album then? You just dropped I just a- dropped
1: Hustler vs. Scammer but yeah. I can't tell you what's gonna come next though. Okay. Yeah, I can't tell you what's coming next but I got like 10, 11 videos off the album shot.
0: Oh shit, yeah. you've been
1: working. Yeah. So it's like, you, you ready for this album. Yeah, that's yeah, so what I'm saying. It's gonna be the biggest one. I already knew it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I plan for this shit. I strategically put this shit together like this so it can be the biggest. I set back and waited
0: so I could be the biggest right now. You know what I mean? That's how I know. Do you have expectations when you drop? Like do you expect it to expect go number one or nothing? Nah, no,
1: I just know what I know what's gonna happen. I, I know what time it is. I know what time it is. It's a big ghetto time. I set back. I set back, so it's time now. You can tell though. They telling me like the views, the response I'm getting, just letting me know what time it is. They ready for me. Real set. Um, anything else you working on for the rest of 2020 soon? Uh I kind of go with the, I just I just do it, bro. I don't, I don't just, uh, I, I got a lot of business going on though. Be off behind the scenes from fuck the rap shit. I got yeah. a lot of other things going on so I don't ever go broke again that I ain't gonna speak on. That's okay. the important thing. I pay my taxes, you know what I mean? Shit like Gotta that. Gotta do that. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, that's it.
0: What's some advice you would share to the youth coming up right now, PZ? You
1: gotta be yourself, man. You gotta stand on business, you know. You gotta take this shit how it go with a grain of salt. You gotta have a fucking uh, strong man. You gotta have a fucking strong uh, coat of skin for this shit, you know. And you just gotta be yourself. You gotta have fun. You can't take it too serious, and you just gotta just go. You gotta go. That's about it, bro. Yeah. Wise words.
0: What about for new artists trying to come into the game?
1: Same shit. Same thing, same thing, just go, be yourself. Don't take no for an answer, you know what I mean? Man, the the, the, the most important thing is being yourself, though. You can't come in this shit trying to be nobody else. You gonna get exposed later down the line. So you just gotta be yourself and just let people accept you for you. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, you know what I mean? Be yourself. I dig that. You guys, shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up? Shout out to the whole motherfucking ghetto, man. Free my nigga, Rio, man, RP, my nigga, bacon the Snoop, you already know what's going on. Boys entertainment, that's it. If we locked in, ain't no switching up. Brody came home, went to pick him up. Nigga kill my man's I'm riding with a picture up. Shoot back to the